This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. It's 10 minutes past eight and always at this time of the month we speak to Hamilton Mayor Paula Southgate and we can welcome her in now. Good morning. Good morning everyone. Thank you for uh, joining us and I'll do the little disclaimer <laughs> uh, on your behalf that you have allergies at the moment. So I do, so if I sound a little nasal, it's just as well the antihistamines kick in this morning. <laughs> yeah, it's not COVID, it's, uh, it's allergies, so we'll just we'll put that out aside. Um, I guess really interested in I guess what's front of mind for you at the moment and what's happening with our council. Well, it's a busy time because we're really laying down all the foundations for the long-term plan because, of course, that's the most important plan that we do in our term of council because it casts a 10-year horizon and three-year three lots, if you like. We review it every three years. And that's the time when the public really have a chance to say on how they would like to shape their city. So at the moment, we're working very high level on things like what is our vision for the city? What are the key priorities? And on Thursday at council meeting, um, that document will be approved by council to go out to the public so that you have an understanding of um, the broad direction in which council's heading. And, uh, you know, people can put us back on track if we're not quite right there. Um, and, um, yes, yeah, so, and no, I'm looking forward to that document going out. Because so that's, that's the week. lens. Mm, oh. Yeah, this week on Thursday. Um, and so that will be the lens through which we consider which projects should go into the LTP and which um, may not go in at this time. And it's all about well-beings. It's all about the full well-beings and our, and our full vision for the city. So as what is coming out on Thursday, in essence, what I guess you and council staff have heard from the public so far, and then we then have the opportunity to tweak that if you didn't quite hear us correctly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So remember, before we all got locked down into COVID, we were running a campaign to say, you know, this is your city. How would you like to see it? What's important to you? And we gathered up all that information. And actually, we did get a fair bit of information in before we had to close down the campaign um, uh, for COVID. And then since then, we've been talking to various groups in various ways and, and getting as much um, data as we possibly can to understand how people, how, what Issues are important to Hamiltonians, actually, and that will shape how we go forward with the LTP. But, Kelly, also the, the other part is that people will be able to submit in full detail on the long-term plan itself, and that's really important. That's, that's so important because, as I say, it only comes around every three years, and it really is the public's chance to say, have you considered this project? Are you spending too much money here? Are you spending too much, too little money here? Are you going too fast on growth and not enough into the community? Do we need more aquatic centres? All of those kind of things come up in the mix for the long-term plan. Do you think 10 years is long enough for planning for a city? Well, I think um, we have a 30-year infrastructure plan behind that, but I think um, it is. The only difficulty I have is that we review it every three years, and there is a bit of a tendency for new mayors or others to come in, or new councils, not just mayors, and say, okay, um, I don't like the direction of three years ago, I'm going to radically change that. I'm not actually doing that. I'm sort of more consolidating on the direction of past councils and just basically pulling out priorities because, tell you what, we can't fund everything, yeah. especially post-COVID when ratepayers are hurting, 
but also council lost money during COVID, people lost their jobs. And so we're mindful of that, that we need to um, cut our coat according to our cloth, as the saying goes. Yeah, cloth according to the coat, but yes. Um, so we've got the 10-year plan, which is reviewed every three years, usually by that incoming council, and then we just do tweaks to budgets on a yearly basis. Now, I guess that's if we're right. looking at the I guess the biggest project that's happening in our city at the moment, it is the development in uh, south of Hamilton, or the Peacock development. If ratepayers aren't comfortable with the level of debt we're in or the amount that that infrastructure will cost, is it too late for us to make changes to that? Not in terms of timing. We can slow down some parts of growth investment. Obviously, the bridge is underway, so there's no way to, to slow that down, and that was a fairly hefty investment to unlock that whole growth cell. So that needs to carry on um, to enable those first suite of um, first suite of subdivisions to carry, to go forward. Um, so, so there is a little bit of locked-in investment to enable the first uh, thousand or so houses to get in there. After that, I guess we can decide to go a bit slower. But actually, Peacock was the chosen growth cell, so I'm not trying to change that. Yeah. I'm just trying to um, work through the detail of of uh, of what we need to do to, to crack open the first uh, subdivision. So, I guess in any time that we uh, start to develop. I guess, in greenfields rather than infill, mm. uh, we're going to run into some issues. Uh, and there are a couple that I'm, I'm aware of. I mean, I'm sure there might be others uh, out in that area. Uh, le- can you just tell us first what is happening around the protection of the native long-tail bat, uh, which is uh, habitats on the amber field side? So I guess we're, t- we're talking east of that Hamilton South development. Yeah, well, that's a very interesting... Um a conversation because it isn't that long ago when we didn't realise, and I was a regional council when it was discovered, that we had the pecker pecker, the long-tailed bat, living in Riverley across the Hillcrest was where it was first discovered. And then more work was done to discover that it uses flight paths up and down the river. And honestly, I, I was as ignorant as everyone else. I thought, I didn't even know we had a bat. Mm. Um, but we've done a lot. There's a lot of science underpinning it now that there, there is knowledge about where they roost and where they fly to get their food. Um, they're echolocators, so, so they use sound, so structures that, uh, that interfere with their sound radar and also, of course, lights can affect them. So we do want to build houses in Peacock, and we are going to do that. We just need to do it in a way that's sensitive to the bats so that, that we don't destroy their habitat because they are on the endangered list for New Zealand and that we um, create a good environment for them to continue to sort of live and do their thing alongside humans. Mm. So um, uh, we have done things like require developers to widen the river Esplanade, which will, of course, be planted out and therefore be in better environmental condition than it presently is. We've also got a corridor that links the river Esplanade through to the Manga Kutukutuku Gully, and um, uh, there's a bit of land that council owns and we're in conversation with DOC and others to determine what's the right amount of protection for the bats in that corridor to enable them to fly from the river through to the gully. So, um, you know, there's a lot of emerging science around bats. Some countries have gone as far as putting in um, artificial bat roosts while 
while trees grow to a sufficient uh, height and uh, also it's just understanding where they are directly flying so you don't interfere with their their flight lines. Mm. Uh, It's a fascinating topic, to be honest. And as I say, it's a bit of a surprise to many Hamiltonians that didn't realise we had bats. That's super cute. Um, Not that you'll ever see one, but you might hear one if you go on a bat tour and go to the Wakatu Museum Library, um, (laughs) Wakatu Museum website if you are interested in a bat tour. Yes, you can do a bat tour. There's a significant amount of work being done around the protection of uh, the Pekka Pekka. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about Shaw's Bird Park? It was on Seven Sharp last week and there seems to be quite a bit of misinformation about what's going on and the council's role in that that I'd like to clear up. Yes, yes, there is a bit of informa- a misinformation, sadly. It is, it is a very difficult topic because no one wants to see the Shaw's shut their bird park and the truth of the matter is they don't have to. The road corridor is much wider than the actual road carriage, of course, because the road corridor includes the shoulders and any sort of planting and screening and all that kind of thing. So we have been in negotiation, uh, negotiations with them through the Environment Court or and before. I've been out there several times as a visit with them and taking them information and encouraged them to negotiate with council exactly where the road goes in relation to their dwelling. Now, the road does cut a little bit off one of those ponds, but that's on council land anyway, and we've we've pretty much agreed, asked them to um, talk to us about, uh, we won't take that, that land off them, we'll leave it in the, in the pond, and we'll allow them to continue using it as they are now. Uh, but, you know, we will also um, talk about mature trees and replacing those, the ones that were planted before 2014 especially, Mm. um, you know, we do realise there's one or two significant trees that we'll need um, replacing and mitigating. Uh, We've talked to them about uh, crossings so that people can get into the park. We could negotiate on things like parking and uh, lots of things. As I say, we could actually work together to improve the environmental assets of that park, in my view. But it is before the Environment Court, so those matters are still live. And I really urge them to come to the table and negotiate with us as to what they want the outcome to be. Um, we'd love to improve that size. Part of it's sitting on an old landfill as well. So making sure that that's not leaching into the ponds and all those kind of things are really good conversations for the future. Look, they're, they're, they're good people and they're genuinely passionate about the environment. They've spent so many years of their life investing into it. So I absolutely understand how hard it is for them. Uh, and let me just clear up the, um, the perception that we could just pick up the road and move it 600 metres further across. That we can't because we've all already uh, entered into agreements with other landowners ac- across the roading corridor who've bought, uh, sold their land or they've agreed to certain conditions with us and they're all happy. Well, not possibly not happy, happy, mm. but they've accepted the negotiations that they've had um, in the majority of people have this one or two, as you will be aware, that we're still negotiating with. Uh, if we move the road, we'd affect a whole new set of landowners that had no idea a road was coming their way. Yeah. This road has been in the planning for over 12 years. And so, you know, we can't just pick it up and now say, well, we've changed our mind where it goes. It's going to go here. And the road engineers, and I'm not one, have assured me that this is the correct designation for the road, for all kinds of engineering and traffic safety and all of that reasons. Uh, 
But going back to the shores, look, um, the park won't close. Um, it will be affected to some extent, but we can work around that, I believe. Um, I'd love for the park to be more accessible to the public in actual fact, if that's what they wish to do. Yeah. And like all other people on Peacocks, if they wish to sell the whole property, well, we can negotiate about that as well. So I guess for the residents who have visited the bird park, fell in love, who have seen the petition online and who feel sympathy for the shores, I mean, this is this is their home, um, just I guess to have it in your mind that there are two sides to every story, not everything is black and white and the council is doing what they can do uh, at this point, given how far we've already come in that, uh, I guess, in that development process. Well, yeah, and that's exactly that's exactly right. And I'm, I've said to the Shores from the very beginning, let's look for a solution that's closer to a win-win than what the present solution is. Mm. And look, we're still open to that. So, you know, I urge them through their lawyers to come to the table in the next phase of negotiations and really consider what we can do together. And just before we wrap up, uh, due to time, uh, tell us about your trip to the airport yesterday. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Um, so uh, Origin Air has arrived in Hamilton now with its first service that will um, go from Hamilton direct to New Plymouth. And it's like something like about 45, 50 minutes. Tiny, tiny plane, but a really fast plane. Very well fitted out, even leg room in, for me. And that's, um, you know, I'm taller than the average bear, so uh, <laughs> it was quite comfortable. Cute little plane in black and yellow. And um, that's, as I understand it, the beginning for Origin Air, and they will be looking at increasing frequencies and then potentially servicing some centres that aren't served by um, other airlines at this point in time. So that's good news for Hamilton because at the end of the day, we want to be connected to as much of the country as possible because while we might like to go to Palmerston North, uh, we also hope that people from, I think they're called Palmerstonians, I was asking the mayor yesterday, <laughs> we'd like point. to think that Palmerstonians come up and mingle with us Hamiltonians, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, well, so that's exciting news and I guess one to watch in terms of uh, where else we might uh, get direct flights to in future. Um, thank you very much for uh, your time this morning and we will You're keep an coming. eye on the Hamilton City Council's page and your own social media uh, for links to find out more about what is currently looking to be the shape of our 10-year plan. Absolutely. And look, I always say this, people, please do submit it. Uh, I hear occasionally, oh, is it worth it? Council won't listen. We will listen. I do listen. I do read submissions. And I really want to hear from everyone. Well, I'm looking forward to making some submissions, so you'll definitely be seeing me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your time this morning. All right, not a problem. Thank you, Rob. Bye-bye. Hamilton Mayor Paula Southgate giving us a bit of an update on where they are with the 10-year plan, uh, what's happening with that peacock development, which includes the future of Pekka Pekka, but also um, the Shores Bird Park, which we've heard a, a lot about on mainstream media. And, of course, uh, Origin Air coming to Kitty Kitty Door. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.